God is good all the time and all the time God is good and that is nature. Wow, he has done great things to us. He has protected us. So today we are going to have the word of God from the book of uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. I think I made a typo there. It's from verse 5 to 10, not 5 to 6. It's 5 to 10. All right, but all good will go through all those verses together. Now, when you look at these guys, one is really struggling to get out of the pit. And I suppose we've all been into that situation. On Friday, no, on Monday this week, it was 10 years since I started Christian Global Network International. And I give God all the glory because we started four, but two were just helping us and they disappeared. And we continued as two and we are still going on and we are happy to see the fruits of how musicians in Kenya are rising up and preachers and artists are doing wonderful things to the Lord. What excites me is the ministry that I did with the street children and they received Jesus and we thought they were receiving Jesus because they wanted food. But out of that, three of them didn't go back to the street. In fact, one of them works in the TV station and he does comedies. And so I'm so grateful to the Lord because we have raised these people from the street and now they have become so responsible, not only to their lives, but also to win souls for Christ. Most times we find ourselves distracted in life. Go. <laughs> when we have revivals or we have a certain preacher coming to preach, we get so energized. We feel so happy. We just want to pray. We just want to sing. We want to worship the Lord. And we feel like we are so close to God. And we want to do and give the Lord the best. But give it three weeks. We are back to where we were. We forget where we have come from. Then after two months or after three months, pastor brings another preacher. And we get that motivated. And we say, oh Lord, we are not going back to where we were. We are going to stand firm. And we are going to make it again. And within no time, we are back to where we were again. It's really, really heartbreaking. Every time we say we are moving forward, but all of a sudden we find ourselves back into the pit. And someone comes and helps, helps us a bit and we are just about to get there and again we are thrown back again into the pit. I remember when I was young, I used to love maths so much. Not that I was doing the best, but I was good in figures and I love it. 
But some of the formulas, they were so, so tough for me. I remember 22 over 7, it's 3.14. And every now and then we had to do the circumference. Every now and then we had to do the DYDX. And I didn't like those terminologies. X squared, no, they were not so good. But because I loved figures, I had to do it. I kept repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating in order to perfect myself. But still, when I did the exam, I would not get 100%. I would get 80 or 90. And that is how life has been. Most of us, we've been wishing our life can be straightforward. But no, it doesn't get straightforward. It goes up and down and hurts us. But as Christians, although life gives us all these challenges, we have a better reason to endure tough times as we live for Christ. The Lord has assured us in his word that better times are ahead despite the challenges of this world. The righteous will be justified. I know there are times we find our lives down in the pit. It seems like we are in air. We are just everywhere. Just as we think we are moving on well, floods come. Just as we think that, oh, it's only floods, COVID comes again. Just as we think COVID is just the end of it, another thing comes. Life will never give us any peace. And it puts a lot of pressure on us. And we even wonder, is God really there? And I believe this has happened to you. Sometimes things happen and you just ask yourself, where is God when all these things are happening? Well, I remember last week, Pastor Stewart was teaching, or speaking or preaching. What did he talk about, if I may ask? those who are here. What did he talk about? Stability. <laughs> and he said what stability looks like. When you are stable, you are not afraid to have tough conversations. When you are stable, you are kind to each other. You have healthy boundaries. You both engage in self-reflection and you trust each other. And then towards the end he said four points that can help you to overcome challenges. Be on your guard, stand firm, be courageous, be strong. And so I felt it would be good for us to go deeper into this and know what is God's word and instruction. And that's why when I was starting the service, I asked you, why do we read the Bible? And John said, because we want to receive instructions. It's great. It's great. So when we read First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6, it says, in the same way, when... You are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes 
the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Jennifer, are you able to get those verses on the screen for me, please? First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. My first point about this verse is about assuming the place of submission. We live in a day when men are all seeking their own way. But the child of God who wants to please the Lord will learn to allow God to have the place of first priority in his life. <clears throat> Submit yourselves to your elders. Clothe yourself with humility. Why? Why do we read that and why, do, why, why are we told to clothe ourselves with humility? Because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. First Colossians 1.18 tells us who is the head of the church. It's not the pastor. Verse 19 shows us why God was pleased with this, to have his fullness dwell in him. So the Lord Jesus heads the church. Number two. Assume the place of slavery. The verse says, clothed with humility. It means wear the apron of a slave. True humility before the Lord means assuming the place of a slave. In other words, I have no will but his will. I have no plan but his plan. Ephesians 6 6 says it clearly. Obey them, not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. I remember when I was <laughs> in one of weekend challenges in Kenya, we had this preacher coming to preach, and he said, I'm so sorry. You're expecting me to preach, but I'm a prisoner. And we were all shocked. And he said, the person you are expecting to preach is a prisoner. Are you happy? Can I get a hug? Can someone come and greet me as a prisoner? And nobody wanted to come because no one wants to be associated with a prisoner. But when he finished the sentence, we found ourselves laughing at ourselves. He said, I just said I'm a prisoner. And I believe we are all prisoners. We are prisoners of Christ. Amen. So we need to accept the plan of the sovereign. If we learn the way of humility, then the Lord will lift us up in his own way. This means we will never amount to much for the glory of God if we seek to promote ourselves. However, when we turn loose our lives, and willingly place ourselves under the Lord, he will use us for his glory. Now let's look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, Cast your anxiety, no, you have to take that screen out. 
cast your anxiety go down yeah cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you i remember I used to sing a song cast your burdens unto jesus for he cares for you i always call this verse a 3c verse this verse is conclusive complete and confident now let me explain to you why i call it 3c's the verse is there don't worry it's there conclusive casting the verb means throwing something we are told here to once for and for all throw our burdens to jesus when the worries of life press us down we do not have to bear them alone thank god there's one who is stronger than we are and who is willing to carry our load do you know the person do, do we know the person who is ready to do that yeah. oh good number two, complete or completely notice how much we have the burden we are supposed to give to the lord all you care we are not so much as to keep even the smallest part of burden to ourselves the lord is saying give it up all to me and the last c is confident how do we do this with absolute confidence that he cares for us when we read the book of hebrews 4:15 to 16 it says when we are burdened it touches the heart of god and he is moved on our behalf so let us put it all together and take it to jesus find where christ is and download it to him and he will take it all from you now let's go to verse 8 and 9 verse 8 and 9 says be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to do what yeah. ah so what does the next verse say resisting resisting let's read resisting mm-hmm. because you know that the family of believers throughout the world and undergoing the same kind of suffering awesome wow you guys you know how to read better than me i'm so blessed to have you around me so we are not, we are told that we need to be sober and vigilant this means that we need to get serious about some things especially where the devil is concerned who do you think wants to get your life in pits in any way who do you think is working against you every day of your life yet as we strengthen and walk with the lord we will see the path of victory over the devil so we are taught to strengthen our walk with god 
In other words, we need to be serious about the devil's reality. Is the devil there? Is the devil real? Yes. Is hell real? Yes. Is heaven real? Yes. Oh, wow. I've got to ask you this. Does Jesus believe that the devil is there? Yes. Does the Bible believe that the devil is there? Yes. Does God believe that this devil? Yes. I? No, he didn't. He created Lucifer. Lucifer created the devil. Sorry. Wow, there's more theology here. But God believes this devil. Alright? And we all believe that the devil is real. Which means the devil is always the opponent enemy. He is called the devil because he's a slanderer. He's a false accuser. He's also called an enemy to us who believe in Christ. This is the same one who, who attacked a character in the Bible. And when he was asked, where are you from? He said, I'm walking here and there looking for someone to Devour. Who was that? The devil. Job. <laughs> and we read about that in Job 1 verse 6 to 12 and again in chapter 2 verse 1 to 7. So he's still the same old devil that is always and was always and he will always be there to hate us and to make sure that he wants to make us fail. But the moment we realize and the sooner we realize the truth of his reality, the sooner we see the need to strengthen our works with God. So let's be serious about the devil's violence. Now, when we read at this verse, it says, he, is, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Why do you think that the Bible compared the devil to the lion? One, it's because I'm going to give you three characteristics of the devil which are also in the lion. One, lions are forceful. Lions are believed to be 14 to 21 times stronger than man. And Satan is far stronger than the devil. Satan. And so, we are also more stronger than the devil if we know who we are in Christ. So we cannot fight the devil by our own. But when we have Jesus in us, we are able to fight him. So always get to know that lions, they are known to be forceful. Lions are known to be violent. A mature lion can eat almost 30% of its own body weight and look for something else to eat. Can you eat over 30% of your body weight? Imagine if you weigh 20 kilos, are you able to eat 5 kilos or 3 kilos? Now, take your weight. Let's take, for example, you are 90 kilos. 30% of 90 kilos is what? 
30. 30. Are you able to eat 30 kilos? 30 kilos of pavlova? <laughs> now imagine the lion can eat 30% of its own weight and keep moving and looking for something more to eat. They are violent. They are strong. They are known to be famous. They are the kings in the in the jungle. In Kenya we say it's the pride of Africa because we have the lions with us there. And if you come to Kenya, unless you see the lion, you've not been to Kenya. All those who encounter them treat them with fear and respect. Last week, Pastor said he is so grateful that he didn't marry a Maasai. And he was so fortunate because I've been raised in Maasai. If you found my pop alive, he would tell you to do what the Maasai do. No, why? Bring a lion's head to get the bride. God's children would do well to learn and respect the devil. <laughs> the devil feeds on the carcasses of the fallen ones and he rises to hunt more. Lions are known to be fearful. A mature lion's roll can be heard up to eight kilometers away from where you are. And most times, lions don't roar during the day. They roar at night. Why? Because it's so silent and you are just there in darkness. They are just intimidating you to know that we are here. We can do anything. And because there's nothing else going around, you are just there in fear. And then they paralyze your faith. And the moment your faith is paralyzed, then you feel, wow, the lion is coming to get me. And when you are just in that fear, then they know they can attack you. This is what the devil does too. He roars to create fear in the hearts of God's children. Why? Because fear paralyzes faith. If the devil can get you to listen to his role, he can keep you from hearing God's word. If he can paralyze your faith, then he can attack your life. So every time you see someone living in fear, it's because the faith has been paralyzed. Be serious about the devil's status. The good news about the devil is that he can be defeated by the child of God. The secret to overcoming him and changing his role to Amir is to resist him. The word means stand up against the devil. Be steadfast in your faith, knowing that the Lord has already defeated the devil. And victory over the child of God is found in the blood of Jesus Christ. So don't let the devil have the honor of your life. Get to know that you are a child of God. And God loves you. Let the devil get to know that you are not paralyzed. You are always strong in your faith. Don't let him have your honor. Don't allow the devil have your family. Don't allow the devil to have your life. 
or anything else that is after. Stand against him in your life. Learn the truth that if you resist him, he will flee from you, according to James 4, 7. My fourth point is from the verse 10. Seek the, see the work of God. One of the greatest incentives to walking in continuous victory is to be able to see the Lord at work at all around you. So we need to notice the three things. One, the grace we now enjoy. Two, the grief we must endure. And three, the glory we will experience. So the verse tells us that when the suffering days are over, there are glory days ahead. Notice that the Lord tells his children here, he will make us perfect. He will establish us. He will strengthen us and he will settle us. When will this happen? Anyone who has an idea when this will happen? Soon. Soon. How soon? It's when we leave this world. We are going to align where the things which trouble us now are no longer allowed to enter there. And this is according to Revelation 21-27. So we are going to a place where troubles and trials will never, never, never have a chance to get in and afflict us. And we look forward to that glorious day where we will not be worried about COVID, where we will not be worried about floods, where we will not be worried about wars, where we will not be worried about the finances, the economics, the politics, the things that are happening in this. So we need to endure sufferings. We need to stand firm. So my question to you is this, as I finish. Are you stable? Have you been stable and found yourself in a pit? Ask yourself this and be honest. I'm surrendering my will to God. I'm sending my worries to God. I'm strengthening my work with God. I'm seeing the work of God. Child of God, there is peace in Jesus. There is power in Jesus. And you can get your life out of the pit now if you only do God's way and get to understand who you are. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.